Blog Talk Radio.
And so we're just grateful, 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 thankful, thankful, thankful. Hallelujah. Yeah, we can't tell him thank you enough because he's doing great and mighty things for us. Many times we think uh, when we don't get what we want, God is, oh, yeah, God is still moving for you in a mighty way, keeping us breathing. Yeah, continues to hold the sun back from the land, the moon back from the land. We don't burn up from the sun, and we don't burn up, freeze to death from the moon. And then the stars come out, hallelujah, and they don't fall upon us. Yeah, keep the water back from the land. Keep the wind at a certain temperature. Yeah, unless it's bad weather like we're having right now. But we give God glory this morning, and we give him honor, and we give him praise, for there's none like him. We can search all over. We won't find nobody, nobody greater than Almighty God who have all the power. All the power. All power is on our side. Hallelujah, Jehovah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So all we can do is tell him thank you and keep going. Yeah, tell God thank you and keep going because he keeps on moving us. He moves us right along every day, every night, yeah, every morning, every afternoon, every evening. He keeps on moving us. Yeah. Somebody said if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't even want to think about where I'd be. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Too messed up. Yeah. Wherever I would be, it is too messed up. So we thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, we're going to one more song of the morning. And then when we come back, we're going to have our morning prayer. Intercessors, I'm asking y'all to Please pray for Pastor Jackson, David Jackson family. I'm asking you to keep his mom and his sister lifted in full prayer. Yeah. Every time you go down, take them down in prayer with you. Pray for that whole family. Because the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then he brings things so that we can look at it and, and, and just get tore up over it. Yeah, just, just, just let him steal our joy, just let him kill our joy, just let him destroy our joy. No, greater is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. It was Jesus that took that beating for the healing of the nation. Is that him that healed all manner of sickness and disease? There's nothing, no sickness, no illness can do that he can't undo. Hallelujah. He can undo any diagnosis, anything the devil said, anything the doctor said. God is a healer this morning. So we look into the years and we get as many people as we can today to touch and agree. Intercessors, I know y'all been doing this for years and God has never turned his back on us. He's never stopped. He's never, uh, he keeps on healing as we ask. We just got a report in uh, I think it was this morning I saw it. Well, we got another one in yesterday for the same person. They had surgery. And they're older, much older. So, you know, nobody wasn't looking for them to survive. But guess what? They not only survived, came home and doing wonderful. How about that? God is a healer. But we got to believe and trust him. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And just go on and tell him thank you anyway. He's worthy this morning of all of our glory, all our honor and praise that we can give him, all the worship we can give him. He's worthy today. Yeah, and I'm standing. I'm standing for healing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, we love you today. There's none like you. We're going to this one this morning.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I like the way they present that song right there. I like the way they sang it. I like the music to it, everything. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Yeah, Jesus, God, that's all we got. That's all we have. Do you know we can have money and still be poor? I was listening at, uh, I think her name is Rajay J. Henson uh, yesterday, and she was sharing that people think all I need is some money, money, money. Once I get the money, every day, she said she got the money. All she could dream about was, well, now I'm on the right track. I'm about to have money, all my She said she got the money, but her troubles wasn't over. And sometimes money brings more troubles. She said people looking at the natural side of this thing. Yeah, but that's not where you go with this. That's not a good place to be. She said she was better off and felt better when she was poor and had dreams. Poor with dreams. And I can understand that. I'd rather be just a plain, everyday, common person. I don't, when I go to the grocery store, I don't have to hide if I go out anywhere. I don't have to hide, you know. I don't have to have a certain route to go where people won't see me. And I'm not drooling over my money. And people are not calling, asking me for big money. Those that are in dire straight, yeah, they could, some people call, not everybody, because they know better. Because people know I don't have money like that. I have to pray and ask God to open the door for money for them. But that's what many things. And money answers all things. But you got to have the right attitude and you got to know the right prayer to pray and you got to have your heart in tune with God. Because if you get money and you don't know what to do with money, you, you still messed up. You, you're still messed up. Another guy I listened to, um, what this guy's name, I can see, Mike, Mike Epps. He do a lot of comedy, a lot of cussing, a lot of cussing in movies. But he was on this talk show without the cussing. And he talked about what money can buy. He said, after you get the house, you get the yacht, you get the car, you get this, you get clothes, you get shoes, you get glass. What all is after you get so much of that, then what? Then what? What else is left? It's best we get Jesus. Hallelujah. Not concern yourself so much about money. Get Jesus. He's the answer to every solution. He's the answer to every problem. Money answers all things. But Jesus answered more in depth all things. Yeah. Money can't heal your body. Jesus can. Money can't raise you from the dead, but Jesus can. Money can't keep trauma from coming your way, but Jesus can. We want more of him, not more of money, but more of him. And if we need money, he'll open a door, he'll make a way. But we got to believe this. We got to believe this and, and take our mind off money. Become cheerful givers. Give where you can. When it, I wouldn't care 
If it's only $2, give it. If it's $1, plant a dollar seed and ask God to multiply it back. When he multiplies back, give more. Because if you ask him and believe he's going to do this, he's done it for me. He showed me how to stop being concerned about money. Do what I said to do. In my word, money will come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, it will. And a lot of times, uh, the money come, but it's not for you. It's for the work that you're going to do. Yeah. And, and I know people want to be taken care of first, but when you show God you're not selfish, I'd rather bless somebody else and wait for you to bless me because I know you're blessing me. I know it's coming. Yeah, in the very intent of my heart of, of things I want, you're going to do it for me. So I can bless these people with their electric. I can bless these people over here with insurance or whatever it is that I can do. If God is moving in that way, sometimes he don't always use me. There's somebody else he's going to use. Or he's just going to put it in the mailbox. He's just going to put it in their account. And I know people don't believe all that, but he's done it so many times for me. I am comfortable with it. And I'm used to it. And whatever I need, I go to God. I'm not trying to do nothing myself. I'm a user. I don't want to use people. So I go to God for what I want. Money, health, wealth, anything I want, I carry to the Lord in prayer. Because without him, I can't do nothing about it. Yeah, not what I want. You may can do something about yours, but not me. <laughs> Only he can. Hallelujah. Thank you. And I'm glad for that. I can't take no credit. For nothing I got, I cannot take any credit because God gave it to me. Somebody said, well, oh, you retired, so you're getting retirement money. Guess what? Without God opening the door, I wouldn't have it. And they called me. I didn't call them. I'm telling you, I did not call Social Security. They called me. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Gave me more than I needed. Opened the door. God made a budget out of that money for the truck to be paid off. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. If we lean and depend on Jesus, for every little thing, he's going to bless us. But we think we got it and we got to do something and we don't want to ask God. That, that, that Shante told me that one day. I I think if I would have been close to her, I'd have choked her out on the floor. I'd have just grabbed her by the neck with a grip and just choked her on out and, and, and say, are you crazy? How you getting stuff without God? What that means is people don't believe that God is doing it. They think they're doing it. But I, but I promise you, Anything you do, anything you get, if God don't put his seal of approval on it, it won't happen. Because again this morning, without God, you can do nothing. You with your little fleshly natural bones in your body, tendons and, and, and ligaments, you can't do nothing. We don't even think right. It's God that does everything for us. Yes, he does. He, he, he is doing it for us right now. You can't even keep yourself alive. 
You can't even move unless he moves you, unless he gives you the strength to move, the power to move. You can't move you. I don't care how healthy you think you are. You ever heard of healthy people die? <laughs> Without Almighty God this morning, we can do nothing and no other morning. The songwriter sent me the message that says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Almighty God lives, I have hope. Because I know he holds my future. Life is worth the living just because he lives. Why? He takes care of everything. Nothing goes on that he don't know about. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good, but we got to take it to him. Because he won't be accused uh, bombarding on your parade. We got to go to him. Lord, my knee hurt today. Heal my knee. Lord, I'm overweight and I, I have no control over food. I love it too much. Lord, give me self-control when it comes to eating. Let me eat the right portion. And Father, let me eat to live and not live to eat in the name of Jesus. Because we all got all kind of problems. All kind of problems. And Lord, whatever is trauma from my childhood and it's affecting me in my adulthood, Lord, I ask that you would bind it up. Rebuke it, bind it up, cast it back to the pits of hell, take it away from me that I can be made whole, that you could, you, you, you made me over. For these things are triggering in me. Move this if it's not of you, and that, that's not of God. Move this which is not of you from me. Again, Father, you cast it to the pits of hell and set me free today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I mean it. I want it. There's too much for me to focus on other than food. There's too much for me to focus on other than what happened to me in my childhood. There's too much to focus on other than me thinking of wrongdoings that I can do, because you said if I know it's wrong and I do it, it's a sin. It's not wrongdoing anymore. It's not a shortcoming. It's straight up I'm sinning against God. Help us today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help us to get it right with you. Help us to set ourselves free by coming to you, asking for your help. Deliver us this day in the name of Jesus. Help us to guard our minds, Lord, guard our hearts, guard our minds, even in what we think about. Don't let us get too far out without thinking. Help us to keep it holy. Help us to keep our mind on you, Father, knowing that you will keep us in perfect peace. Touch and heal our bodies mentally. There are mental things there. Things that has, has happened that caused our mental balance to be off. Lord, heal us and put us back on track this morning. In the name of Jesus. No matter how deep it is, no matter how long ago it was, Lord, do it for us today. Deliver us that we'll walk up before you with a sound mind. We'll be willing to work in the vineyard with a sound mind. 
more particularly care what people think about us as long as we have a sound mind and we're working unto you. And we know this is what you called and chose us or chose or called us to do. Help us this morning, Father. We can't do it on our own. Are we asking it in the name of Jesus for every caller, every listener, every believer this morning, every believer, no matter where they are, oh God, do it for them as well, for those that are coming through the podcast and the archives this morning. We need you, Lord Jesus. We can't make it without you. And we'll be silent and as if we're ashamed because we sat back and we won't do nothing, we won't say nothing, only in comfortable settings of other believers. But, Lord, we got to get out in the vineyard and work. Shield and protect us. Keep us from all hurt, harm, or danger as we're working unto you. Let the anointing flow like never before as we go out in you, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we share with others. Help today in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that, Lord, you would touch and heal here today, each and every member, each and every household represented, touch and heal. Bless us today, O oh God, our family and friends near and far. Move by your spirit in a mighty way here today. For it's by your spirit you said your goal. And Lord, we need you coming this way to help us to get it right with you. Lord, we want to prepare daily for your return because you're coming back and you're looking for us. We're your church. Help us today. Help us not to be wise. In our own eyes, help us to fear you and depart from evil. Help us to lean and depend on you for every little thing. And Lord, show us the way. Teach us how. Teach us how. For without you again this morning, Father, we can do nothing. Stir up your gifts in us. You brought us forth to work unto you. Stir up those gifts, the gifts of working unto you this day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that you would bless those that are incarcerated. And Father, those that have found you and striving for perfection in you, that are incarcerated, strengthen them in this hour. And Lord, bring them even further to the truth and let them have a heart and mind to accept the truth from you in the name of Jesus. Bless those that are in every branch of the military. Bless the administration of our military, leading God, Father, in the right path, that they will remain to keep us safe in the name of Jesus as you cover them and show them what to do. Father, bless widows and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people everywhere, preachers preaching in the name of Jesus in obedience unto you and love for your people. Israel and Jerusalem, protecting angels, Father, to stand watch to shield and protect them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Prosper Jerusalem, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. Strengthen them in this hour. Move by your spirit for them. Bless their families. Bless their friends. And Lord, let them grow in you the more in the name of Jesus. And spread your word. Hallelujah. 
Continue to bless America and the leadership of America. Have mercy this morning, O oh God, on all of us. Have mercy this day. Many have waxed cold in you in this country. Many have turned their backs on you for money, stuff, and things. Many in this country is trying to show who's the smartest, who's the cleverest. Foolishness, Lord, have mercy on us all today. In the name of Jesus, we've forgotten about souls need to be saved in America. Help us to reach out so that you can draw others to you. Help us to lift you up. Lift up the name of Jesus. Men are afraid to say the name Jesus. Don't even say that today. Men are afraid to say Jehovah, Almighty God. They're using all kind of higher power. What? I had to seek you to get your name and get permission to use it. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you this morning. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing right now for us. Hey, glory. We thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord. That we have you. We have a God who loves us. We have a God that cares. And Father, your word said we can cast our cares upon you for you care for us, whatever they may be today. And Lord, my care is that you will teach us how to lift you up the more that we can be in a position that we lift you up and you draw all men unto you. We wish that none should perish this morning. It's not about the dress up a church or the fellowship of church, but it's about you being lifted up so that you can draw all men unto you, so that you can save souls that are lost. But, Lord, we've got caught up into so much. We get caught up into ourselves and what we feel and what we like and what we don't like. No, that's not what church is about. That's not what ministry is about. It's a work unto you. It's a lifting you up so that you can draw. It's about being in the world but not being of the world, coming out and being separated from among them who don't belong to you because we only belong to you if we obey what your word says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you this morning. Move for your people today. Deliver us. Deliver us from all evil in the name of Jesus. But, Father, anything that's not of you is evil. Help us this morning. Innocent, but you said we needed to be delivered. Deliver us from all evil in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you this morning. Give us blinded eyes to the world. That God will follow your son, Jesus. Nothing will distract us. In the name of Jesus again. We thank you this morning for prayer. Thank you for hearing and answering. Thank you this morning, God, for waking us up. Closing our right minds. We thank you this morning that we have the use 
and our activities of our limb, our life, our health, and our strength. It all came through you this morning, and we thank you for it. We can't keep ourselves. We need you to keep us. And, Father, keep us near the cross. Remind us of the cross. Remind us of the suffering of your son, Jesus, what all he went through. And not how to be boastful and prideful, full of ourselves, but remind us of his humility, his suffering, his hanging, his bleeding, his dying. Oh, yeah, his dying for us, his love for us that caused him to die for us. Hallelujah. Do it today. Help us take our mind back to the place where we first received you. Take our mind back to the place where it should always be on you and your love for us and how your son sacrificed himself for us. Help us today to come up in Jesus, to come up in your word, to come up in doing the right things. Hallelujah. Daily, daily. And help us to continue to strive for perfection, Lord. Help us, Lord. Strengthen us and teach us in the name of Jesus. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Hey, Lord, have your way here today. Move by your spirit in a mighty way. All right here today, Lord. Teach your people in the name of Jesus. We're asking it all. And, Father, we thank you. We're so grateful that we can bow down and come to you. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that we can talk to you. Not only do you hear, but, Father, you're going to answer. We thank you. We thank you. Can't thank you enough. Father, we ask it all again in your son Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to one more song of the morning, and uh, when we come back, uh, we're coming back with a scripture of the morning and then... Uh, if we have time, right at 8 o'clock, we want to bring in today Pastor Dave Wilkerson and, uh, from the Times Square Church. And I thought we would come back on Monday with uh, Genesis 37 and keep going. But I wanted to bring this as a very powerful message. It's a great, the internet fought me to not get it in here. That's how, that's how I know it's going to do us some good. Because I tried it when I woke up and I came in here yesterday and I said, today I'm going to look for a message. I'm not, you know, going to just do uh, the book of Genesis and give us a little break and then we come back to it, do a summary of it and, you know, remember what he said and come back to it. I could not download this message or any message of Dave Wilkinson. It would not allow me to do it. And when I got an email from Brother Louis talking about the same message, I said, oh, yeah, that's God, Lord, you want, you want this done. So he emailed it to me. And when I clicked on the link, I was able to download it into the studio uh, through YouTube. So I'm grateful unto the Lord for this message this morning. But we're going to one more song of the morning, and when we come back, we're going to read uh, – from the good book, as they say, and then we are going to come straight in with Dave Wilkerson. Hallelujah. This is Dr. Norwood praising the temple. She's saying that when there's a praise in the temple, there's a praise in the house. Yeah. 
She's singing about if we praise God, it'll keep the devil out. Yeah, keep the devil at bay. But we got to get up and begin to praise God. And see, she from the kind of church I'm familiar with, you know, that I grew up in. We get up and clap our hands and we sing out loud. We begin to lift our hands and we begin to give God out loud praise because we're not ashamed. He's been too good to us. And we know we're living that day in worship because of him. We got to go and fellowship with our brothers and sisters because of him. So we don't leave him home and we go to church. Or we just go to church seeking him. We go to give him something, give him sincere praise and worship. Yeah, from a sincere heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's bring this dark and Norwood in here. Praise in the temple. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, come on, Dorothy. Okay. How many come in here to have church tonight? Oh, are you in the right place?
you. Hallelujah. When there's a praise in the temple and a praise even in your mouth. Yeah. You can remove the devil out. When the praises go up to Almighty God, the blessings of God come down upon us because we're praising him. And he won't even owe us for anything. If we praise him, he bless us. Yeah. He said to owe no man, and he's not going to owe us. He even bless us, pay us when, he, when we praise him. I'm looking at the book of Matthew chapter 5, and it says, and starting at verse 1, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is then, it is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy, destroy the law. All the prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law shall all be fulfilled. Hallelujah. I read from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through uh, verses 18. And we thank God for his word this morning, and we thank him that he blessed us when we obey his word, hallelujah. So we're grateful unto him this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ah, uh, yeah. We thank you this morning. Let's see, what did I do here, y'all? Okay. Oh, what did I do? Okay, so somewhere I lost the show. I know everybody is probably hopefully still there, but I lost it somewhere. 
Okay, Brother Lewis, did you hear the um, the scripture reading where you're able to hear Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 18? Because I touched something. Okay, good, good. Thank you, Sion. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Dot. God bless you. Yeah, I uh, touched something, and I don't know what I touched, but it was acting as if it didn't want to give it to me. And so I was um, trying to make sure that you heard the reading of the word this morning, because that's what it's going to take to keep us and to carry us through and to keep us going, the word of God. When we depend on that word, I'm telling you anything that comes your way, you run to the word. You remember what the word says, because we hide the word in our hearts that we might not sin against God. Yeah, it's going to take the word to get us through. We're applying that word to our everyday life. Not when we want to, not when we feel like it, but some uneasy things going to come our way, some things we don't like. So we don't want to operate in the flesh. We want to operate in the spirit of God. Overlook people's mistakes, because a lot of times it's mistakes. Sometimes it's intentional, but he said to love your enemies, so we got to overlook that and keep going. Yeah, there'll be a lot of uneasy days for us. We won't like everything God bring our way. But we can endure if we choose to. It's up to us. Yeah, whether we want to do it or not. So listen, we're going in with uh, Pastor Dave Wilkerson from the Times Square Church. And uh, the title of this one is In One Hour, Everything is Going to Change. Let's take a listen. This recording is provided by Times Square Church in New York City. You're welcome to make additional copies for free distribution to friends. All other unauthorized duplication or electronic transmission is a violation of copyright and other applicable laws. This recording cannot be posted on any website. However, written permission to link to the Times Square Church homepage may be requested by emailing info at timesquarechurch.org. Other recordings are available by calling 1-800-488-0854 or by writing to Times Square Church Tape Ministry, 1657 Broadway, New York, New York, 10019. I have a prophetic word this morning. Uh, It's been quite a while since the Lord has entrusted me to bring a prophetic message, but this is very strong on my heart. I want you to turn to Isaiah 24. Isaiah 24, my message, in one hour, everything's going to change. In one hour. 24th chapter of Isaiah. I'm going to read just the first few verses. Then you leave your Bible open because I'm going to keep coming back to this. It's the prophecy is all here. It's not my prophecy. It's, it's the Lord's prophecy given through Isaiah, his holy prophet. Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turns it upside down and scatters abroad the inhabitants thereof. It shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, and the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, the seller, as with the lender, the borrower, as with the taker of usury, so the giver of usury. Land shall be emptied and spoiled, for the Lord has spoken this word. Father, 
in love and brokenness, I come to this congregation with something that you placed on my heart, something prophesied many, many years ago, aimed at this very generation and this time. Lord, I pray that you awaken our hearts, that, that we would not tremble, we would not fear, but we would trust your word to bring strength to us. Now, Lord, come upon me by your Holy Spirit. Let me speak the word of the living God with confidence and faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God, through the prophet Isaiah said, a time is coming. God said, I'm going to turn everything upside down. And the scripture makes it very clear. It says, Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste and turneth it upside down. There's a sudden judgment coming to this world. And it's at the door. And I want you to hear what the prophet Isaiah is saying. It's not my message. Now, if you're tied to this world, if you're in love with the things of this world and you are not walking with the Lord, you're not wanting to hear, you will not want to hear this and you may want to just cast it aside and say, well, I'll endure this message. It, 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 and even if you are a born-again Christian, if you love the Lord and you're close to Him, if you didn't believe that this is the pure Word of God, there may be a tendency not to take it serious. But this is the word of God. It is not man's prophecy. There are a lot of prophecies going forth in the world, and, and they are, uh, I don't know whether you would call them scripturally based or not, but this is scripture. This is the living word of God. And if you believe this is the pure word of God, then you have to open your heart to what the prophet Isaiah has to say this morning. In one hour, the world is going to change, the scripture says. In fact, when you get to Revelation 8th chapter, John warned in one day, death and mourning, yea, in one hour, an utter burning and judgment will come. That's the 18th chapter of Revelation. And it confirms that this is going to happen. Jesus said it's going to be when all men cry peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes. A sudden, unexpected destruction comes from the hand of the Lord. Isaiah warns that there, he mentions the city. In fact, a number of prophets do, but most uh, eminent Bible scholars, and I've checked through my library, and they believe, as I do, that this prophecy that we're hearing this morning from Isaiah is, at, is, is directed to this generation. And in just a moment, I'll enlarge on that and tell you why I believe we can pinpoint it into our very generation, our time. In one day, in one hour, and he says at that time, there, there was going to be a great burning. Now, secular prophets and those in homeland security, whether it's in the United States or England or Germany, all over the world now, they, they are saying that, that there is going to come a nuclear accident or a nuclear holocaust coming to a city. They often name New York City. You, you know what's happened here. You, you, we lived through the 9-11 experience. And you could look out of the apartment, especially where we are, and you could see the burning and see the fire and the smoke ascending to heaven. 
And a few weeks ago, remember the eruption of the steam pipe and uh, the earth opened up and swallowed a truck and you saw pictures of people running everywhere and they're screaming, is this it, is this it? They're thinking nuclear. And the scripture says, when you go through Isaiah, the 24th chapter, it, it says that the gates are going to be dissolved. The gates are going to be uh Devastated. That means the exits and entrances. We don't know where it is. The city is named, and a burning and a fire is mentioned here. I've been prophesying for a number of years that uh, of something I saw when I was on the street and in, on uh, Broadway and 42nd Street, and it's come back to me many, many times of a thousand bur fires burning in this particular city we, in which we live. But you see, I don't know where it is. He doesn't name the city, but he does say that there, there, there is going to be a sudden destruction that's going to change everything. The world is going to change in one hour. The church is going to change in one hour. And we as individuals are going to change in one hour. Now, this message is not to frighten. Because if, if you're confident that you're saved and under the blood of Christ and redeemed, you know that anything like this happens, it's instant glory. We pass from life into death. And like the Apostle Paul said, we should be of this mindset, that we thank God for this world. We thank God for our life, but our preference is to go and be with Christ. That should be the desire in your heart. The Scripture said the fear of death is a dominion. It's a terror. And Paul said, you've lived all your life that way. But he said, God says he doesn't want you to live that way. He wants to deliver us from the fear of death. And if we lose the fear of death through trusting in Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will not fear no matter what happens, what the newscast is, what anybody says, or a message such as this. You, you will only be moved to awaken to what the, the Lord says to do. And but, let me not get ahead of myself here. We don't know where this is going to happen. First of all, the hour is going to come when the whole world is going to change. Now, eminent Bible scholars believe that chapter 24 and 25 of Isaiah have to do with our time this very day. A sudden cataclysmic event is going to strike and the Bible Isaiah says the lofty this is 26 verse 5 the lofty meaning the proud city will be laid low even to the ground Bible then according to the prophet there is utter chaos and folks you can go out in the street here on this Sunday afternoon go right outside the door on a sunny day and say how could it happen that in one hour there could be such confusion where government can't do anything about it, societal agencies can't do anything about it, because even when 9-11 struck this city, they came from all over the world. They poured in from all the United States, firemen, police officers, and helpers, and uh, there was uh, armies of people wanting to help. But, folks, this cataclysmic event makes very, is made very clear in the Scripture it's going to be beyond human ability to cope with. And, and even now, we, we listen to our secular prophets, and they, they talk about trying to prepare. But there, there is there's coming a day that in one hour, society changes. A whole world changes. 
Bible says the merchants will weep and weep and wail and cry because no one is buying their merchandise. They're all sellers and no buyers. This past week, the <clears throat> director or the CEO of a large fund put his 142-foot yacht for sale. His 16-bedroom house in Aspen went up for sale because his high-risk funds are fading and he's in deep trouble and it happened overnight. And, and now all of these risk funds, mortgage companies going bankrupt left and right. And, and we are facing an incredible monster economic upheaval. I've been warning about that. I stood in this pulpit a year ago, this Sunday, I think it was, or, or within one or two Sundays, warning about the mortgage market and telling people if you're flipping houses and you don't know how to do that, you're not a real estate agent, get out. We warned about that. And because you say, well, why warn? What's the purpose of that? Why don't you just wait till it happens? Why live on any kind of anxiety? Why put this burden upon us? But remember what Jesus said when he first saw the destruction of Jerusalem. He said, There's going to be a, this city is going to burn to the ground. And he says, I'm telling you now so that when it happens, you'll believe. You'll believe that there is a God who so loved you. He warns you. And, and he, he said, that there's going, this, this, this city is going to the ground and there won't be one stone left upon another in the temple. And Jesus warned. He said, now, I'm warning you for a reason. So that when it happens, when you see these things come up, you'll understand that you were loved. And Paul the Apostle, when he's talking about this sudden destruction, he called that information light. He said, you're members of the body walking in light. You're getting Holy Ghost insight. He said, you're not in the darkness. You won't walk in darkness. So that when these sudden things come, and, and there's panic all around you. There's going to be something happen to you by the Holy Spirit. There's going to be something that quickens you and say, well, my God warned me. There were true, true, word, true words that came forth from the pulpit, and we were, we were warned. Even though in this day of prosperity, nobody wants to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But folks, it is here, and I'll tell you why this message is being brought forth this morning before our close. He said the dreams are going to fade. He, he goes on to say that the music is going to fade, the, the zithers or the guitars, and, and the, the, uh, there's, there's going to be such a change. Everything is going to change in this world in one hour. If, if there were a nuclear attack on Jerusalem or Tel Aviv, any city in Israel, I told you about the Samson option. And, and they have such a radar system. They have such protective uh, equipment that as soon as a missile's released toward Israel, within moments, they have about a minute, maybe a minute and a half, according to some experts, and retaliatory missiles would hit and strike and wipe out every enemy of Israel. Folks, I'm going to talk to you in just a moment about why 
I believe that the, that the prophet Isaiah is talking about our day. First of all, by the growing number of prophets warning of an apocalyptic moment coming. Now, when I talk about prophets, I'm not talking about just church prophets. I'm talking about secular prophets because God uses secular prophets. These are experts. These are scientists. And remember in the scripture, God said of, of Assyria, Assyria is my rod against Israel to correct them. Another Assyria is doing my will. I am speaking through Assyria to my people. And remember also about Cyrus. The scripture said of Cyrus, he's a heathen king. And when you get to Amos, Amos the prophet said, Cyrus is, God speaking through him, said, Cyrus is my shepherd and he's doing my bidding. So when, when you hear all of these secular uh, scientists and all of these these are not church people. These are not religious people. They're, they are saying it's at the door. Uh, what about the sensuality? What about all of this nonchalance? What about this racing for money and gold and greed? Wall Street has become the greediest source of, of, of vile corruption in man's history. They have taken this nation into such risk and such debt, there is no way out of it. And we live right at the foot of, it's right at the, just blocks away from where I'm preaching this morning. And the second reason, you, you see, what I'm preaching this morning is mild compared to what I hear now. Is that right or wrong? What you hear in the news and what you hear constantly fed so that we just want to turn it off. But you see, God moves. God moves. In <clears throat> these, these are the warning times when prophets are speaking because the Scripture says the Lord <clears throat> will do nothing until he speaks through his prophets, through Amos. God said, I don't do anything until I warn through my prophets. And the second reason why I believe we can assume that what Isaiah is warning speaks to our generation. God always moves in judgment. He always acts when the cup of violence overflows. Violence. Now, folks, let me speak plainly to you from the depths of my soul. I'm not a prophet. I've never claimed to be a prophet. I'm a watchman. Just one of many. But listen to me now. There is no greater violence in the sight of God than the violence of pedophiles, those who are raping children, those who are stealing children right off the streets and taking them to, to the Far East and putting them in brothels in India and all the, the Far East. And, and here in the United States, an entire church denomination paying hundreds of millions of dollars to settle lawsuits because their little children were sodomized. Folks, when... You turn to Dafar and you find that hundreds and even thousands of little children were shedded to death. When you think of the thousands and thousands of babies aborted in the United States and around the world, and that blood cries from the ground, and the Bible says God destroyed Noah's age because the earth was filled with violence. 
And God said, I can't handle it anymore. I can't take it. I will not take it. And he was patient for 120 years, a strong, faithful preaching, a prophetic word. And then God saw. And folks, I believe now, think of the, the murdering in our schools, the, the terrorizing of our children. You can hard. What are we doing? Getting hardened to the news? Does it not move us anymore? I can tell you, it moves the heart of God, and I believe that blood cries from the ground. How long do you think God will endure? How long do you think God will put up with this? Even here now, on the internet, a pedophile is taking pictures and, and telling pedophiles where to go to find the children where it's easiest to pick up a child. And he's allowed to do it and had, can't be stopped. Folks, that's all going to change. This is all going to change in one hour. Secondly, sudden destruction... <clears throat> When it comes, is going to change the church. In one hour, the church is going to change. It's going to change dead churches. It's going to change live churches. The prophet pictures a great shaking as though God took an olive tree that had already been harvested, and he begins to shake it. In other words, there's been a harvest, but there's still, God said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. I'm going to turn everything upside down, according to the prophet. In this time of shaking, though, something is going to happen that's so incredible. If you have your Bibles open, I want you to go to verse 14. Now, before you do that, don't get ahead of me, please. Look this way. Now, remember, this is a time... Of, of cataclysmic devastation. This is a time that's so incredibly dark. This is a time of fire. And in the middle of that, what about God's people? What's happening in the church? The apostasy is going to change overnight. Everything that we see that is wrong in the church of Jesus Christ is going to change. But in the house of God, there's going to be a revival. And I want you to see it, folks. And if you, it, it, this one, I, I saw and began to pray over it and began to study and do my research on this. See, this is not, I didn't get along with God and pray and say, God, talk to me. Put in my head what's going to happen. I have people all over the world, wherever I travel, say, Brother Dave, you speak of prophetic. What's, what's next? What's coming? I said, I don't know. I don't know. I'll go to my Bible. If God speaks it through his word, then I believe it, and then I'll preach it. So I see this, and it makes me shout. I know what's coming, and you know what's coming. But folks think God's interest is in his church, in the church of Jesus Christ, his overcoming church. And the Bible said in the middle of this, there's going to be a song rise up. From the islands of the sea, from the uttermost parts of the world, there's going to be a song rise up in the middle of all of this. Look at it, verse 14. Then shall they lift up 
First, verse 13, when thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, there's going to be a great shaking. What's happening during the shaking? Verse 13, verse 14, then they, in other words, they shall lift up their voice. They shall sing for the majesty of the Lord. They shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore, glorify you the Lord in the fires. Did you hear it? <laughs> there should be an amen coming from the glory of your soul. Because in the middle of the fire, God's going to have a people who are not in panic. God is going to have a people that are going to praise the majesty of Almighty God. He said, in the fires you will sing. There's a song coming to the church of Jesus Christ. Folks, we're not going down. We're going up. We are going up. There shall be a song in the midst of the fire. Verse 16, from the uttermost part of the earth, have we heard what? Not weeping, not groaning, not murmuring, not complaining, not agonizing. That you hear a song coming from China, and then you hear it from India. You hear it coming out of the tribes of Africa, out of Darfur, out of every nation. It's coming from every island of the sea. It's coming from the United States and Canada, South America, the whole world, for the uttermost part of the world. I hear a song, the prophet said. I hear a, I hear people who are facing calamity. I hear people that seemingly have no hope, and there's a song. There's a choir. We heard over 150 voices here this morning singing. Can you imagine the great sound that was coming out of the 150? Can you imagine millions and millions of people around the world singing the song when this hour comes? Coming in the darkest time of all, I, I, I believe that, that something's going to happen among our youth, especially college students. You understand that for, for the past 10 years especially, our children, our young people are going into colleges and their faith is being robbed. That ungodly atheistic teachers and professors have our young people as prisoners for three, four, five, and six years. And they keep bombarding them till there's no faith. They, they leave believing there is no God. Till like in Sweden, 80% of the people now say the population that there's no God. Don't believe in God. 20% believe in God. And many, many students... And folks, I believe that's going to change because in one hour, when everybody is waking and when the world is shaking and trembling, those professors are going to be looking for somebody to give them a word. Prosperity preachers are going to get their Bibles out looking for something to say to the people saying, what's happened? Why didn't you warn us? But I believe that in that time, everything in college is going to change. Oh, yes. All the survivors. You see, this is not, I'm not talking about the end of the world. There's still ahead. There's, the, 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 things are going to change in one hour, but there's still, we're talking about in the future beyond that, the Antichrist. And, but you see, the Antichrist can't come to power until there's chaos. It has to come out of chaos. Hitler came out of chaos. The Antichrist is going to come out of a chaotic world where he, there, there is something of wisdom, there's something given to him, a demonic power that brings people some kind of hope. 
I'm talking about the secular world. But folks, this is all about to change. Now the Bible says we as individuals are going to change. In one hour, we're going to have our focus in life changed. Our entire focus. We will no longer be obsessing about our own problems and adversities. We won't be, we won't be focused on me. We won't be focused on our problems. As serious as they are and, and as challenging as they may be, God, it's very clear. This will not be our focus. That's all going to be changed. Everything that was once dear to us is, is no longer going to have value it's, it, other than those things that are, are the spirit and of love and of Christ. Things that we held dear are, are going to be held and, and absolutely are going to vanish by this, meaning the calamity, shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged when he turns all the stones into dust. This is Isaiah 27, 9. He said, I'm going to take all the idols. He said, by this, in other words, this great cataclysmic event is going to bring down all the idols. All the idols are going to be crushed to stone, is what the Bible says. Here's the promise from the book of Isaiah, 27th chapter. He said, in that day, all the idols will be trampled to dust. They're not going to, the last thing the world's going to be talking about is sports. I have nothing sports. I like sports. I'm a football fan. But, you know, the Bible says it's going to be good. There's not going to be any more $250 million settlement for these people in a starving world. He says it's all going to change. It goes even deeper than that. Let me find it here in the Scripture. It shall be... Here's where we're going to be in a level fifth. Listen to this very please. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with his mistress, or the buyer and the seller, as with the lender and the buyer. Everything will be brought to a same level. Whether it's presidents, world leaders, those in poverty, all going to face the same struggles, the same conditions. Nothing will There'll be no respecter of persons. Are you ready for some comfort? <laughs> I said, are you ready for some comfort? Yeah. Folks, I don't like to preach like this. For the last six weeks, I've preached nothing but grace. I risk people getting mad. Every time I've had to preach much like this, people leave. But one day I stand before God. And he said, if you see these things coming and you don't warn, the blood's on your hands. And I read that and tremble. There should be no one that comes to Times Square Church, surprised. You don't sit around waiting for things to happen. But let me tell you what Paul the Apostle said. I want you to follow this very closely before I close. Paul said, He has not appointed us to wrath, 
but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we wake or sleep, whether we, we, we will live together with him. He said, comfort yourself. He, he's talking about sudden destruction. He's talking about time that we're going to be with the Lord. And he said, I want you to comfort one another. Comfort one another. And he said, whether we live or die. And folks, that's where we have to come to right now. You, you, you watch the news in the next 30 days, especially the next two weeks. Listen to, to what's happening to the economy. Listen and just remember God speaking. Not to make you afraid, but to prepare your heart. He said, you're to put on the breastplate of faith. This is Paul the Apostle said, in these times, when we live under the threat of a sudden destruction or the knowledge of a sudden destruction coming on the earth, when, when, when this has been told to us and when we see it and we hear it, he, he said, you're not to tremble, you're not to sorrow as the world sorrows. He said, no. He said, you go about comforting one another and speak to one another, saying, live or die, we're the Lord's. Now, it comes down to this, going to your friends, going to the body of Christ, went out to them and shake hands and look right in the eye and say, live or die, we're the Lord's. That's what Paul said. You're going to encourage one another and say, we live or die, we will go and live with Christ. We are headed for eternal life in Christ. Folks, I'm asking God, and I, I more and more, you say, well, you can come to that because you're an old man now. But you see, I'm coming to a place now where I'm not going to live in fear. I don't live in fear. I want to be here in the United States. I want to be here in New York City if anything happens to this city. I want to be here in the middle of it. And I don't want the fear of death to have dominion over me. And you can't have freedom. You can't have freedom until you comfort yourself with the Word of God, saying, I will, whatever happens, if it happens tomorrow, bless God, I'm going to be shouting on the streets of glory with all the saints of God. I'm going to pass from death into life. This, we're not to live in fear. We're not to live in bondage. You say, well, Brother Dave, you already put us in fear, and now you're trying to get us out of it. No, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. I, I, my message today is that there's a song coming out of this. And if you leave this building, if you leave this building discouraged, if you walk out of here and say that's nothing but gloom and doom, yes, it is on a human level. But on a spiritual level, it's life eternal. It's life. And I just have a secret thought in my heart. It's probably just David Wilkerson's thoughts. But I have a feeling, just as before 9-11, the Holy Spirit moved in this church and other congregations and warned us there were moments of silence. Sometime 15 minutes we sat in this church just before the blast. And God was speaking to us not to be afraid. And I, it's going to be different this time. I believe that if something is going to happen in this city or wherever it happens, the saints of God are going to be quickened by the Holy Spirit. And there's going to be some singing and shouting and praising of God to encourage the body to strengthen their spirit. Now get up on your feet. I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
He's not given us the spirit of fear, but love and power and a sound mind. Folks, I've got the Holy Ghost all over me right now. I have the Holy Spirit upon my soul. He wants to come upon you. The Holy Spirit wants to quicken you. Take the fear out of your heart. You young people that are in the choir, the young people that are listening to me right now, there is a future. The whole world thinks there's no future. Folks, this is just the beginning of our future. This is just the beginning of our future. Hallelujah. I feel good. There are going to be a lot of people listening to this tape, tuned it out too quick. They turned it off. They should have stayed and listened to the praises and the shouts of God's people in this house. Hallelujah. There shall be a song. Somebody asked you this afternoon or tomorrow next week, what did Pastor Dave preach? You say, revival. A song in a hard time. And I've got to say this in closing. Listen very carefully, please. You're to sing in your present fire, in your adver- ad- adversity, in your hard time, financial, whatever it may You've got to get a song. You say, does God expect me to sing? Oh, I don't care what it is. There should be that little quiet. There's something very quiet and steadfast in the soul that sings, great is our God. See, he said they're going to sing about the majesty of God. Great is our God. Folks, I walk these streets and I sing. I sing in spite of, of, of crises. I sing in spite of all those things. There's something God puts in the heart. You've got to get your song now. That'll be too late. Get it now. Get a hold of your song. There's a song in the night, but there's a song in the fire. Some of you are in a fire. The Bible says, build up your faith. The Apostle Paul said, put on the breastplate of hope, uh, of faith and love and hope. Oh, praise God for the hope that is in our hearts. Now, we have a, a space here in the front of the church. We, we refer to it as the altar, another place to meet God. And I invite you, if you're here this morning, and God has spoken to you. You see, uh, God's not interested in you changing your life through fear, but through hope. And that's what this meeting is all about, hope. And you're here this morning and your hope has been staggered because you're going through a crisis in your life. And you say, well, Brother Dave, everybody's got some kind of a crisis. But I'm talking about a, a real serious thing that, that only God could give you a song. And there's been some, we call it the blues or depression. If you're standing here with the sound of my voice in the annex upstairs here, wherever we're at in this audience, 
And you need a touch, an absolute touch of God. You need the spirit of fear to be broken in you. So you can walk out of this building. Maybe that fear is because you're not walking with Christ as you did or should. Maybe you've drifted away. Maybe you walked in here and you've never known what it is to have what people call a new birth. Or you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. I invite you to get out of your seat. Upstairs, wherever you are, and even the balcony, in the annex, you can go to the lobby and they'll show you how to get down here in the front of this church. And we will pray for you. You can come even while I'm talking. Just get out of your seat, up the balcony, go to the stairs on either side and come down. And we're going to believe God for a, a tremendous uh, change. Everything's a change in our... This can change you in the next five minutes. There can be a change in your life and the Lord can cleanse you, change your direction and bring hope and life to your whole... Your, body, soul, mind, and the spirit. Heavenly Father, I pray that you walk through this congregation, move through this congregation and find everyone that needs a miracle, a life-changing miracle, and those who would believe with us, would believe with us for that change in Jesus' name. And while they're singing, just get out of your seat, up in the balcony, come and join us here. We'll pray and we'll believe God for you and with you. If you don't know Christ, if you've drifted from Christ, follow these that are coming. Now, there's some, maybe many of you here this morning, worried and fretting. Pastor Dave, what do I, what do, I do in the future? If some of these things you're talking about even begin to happen, what do we do? What about my house? My, mortgage, all of these things. The Lord comes to us with a message that casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Can, can you imagine a God who has flung into the cosmos not just this one uh, world that we're living in, not this one galaxy, but you understand that there are millions and billions of galaxies beyond ours, the, the Hubble uh, telescope has discovered not just uh, billions of, they're talking about billions of universes. Can you imagine? Endless. And a God who can keep all of that in order. Can't he keep our lives in order? My goodness. And, and, and we have preached faith so long. We have toyed with faith. We have imagined. We have faith. We have talked and preached and, and, and tried to test it and all. But, folks, that it, it is time. It is time. And the only reason I can think God would have me do this this morning is that you and I get a hold of some life-changing faith that no matter what happens, somehow God will deliver his people. And if, if, if we... If, Folks, how do you how do you explain the 16 Korean Presbyterians right now in the hands of the Afghan uh, terror, the Taliban? Two have been murdered, and then then we say, well, you know, the fiery furnace and the lion's den—they're all delivered, and God's not appointed us to wrath. Yes, but there's, there, 
They're two and they're dying one at a time. There are martyrs under the throne of God. Multitudes of martyrs crying out that their blood be avenged. Folks, we've got to be honest about it. We've got to be honest. I'm not going to play games with the church of Jesus Christ. You and I have, you and I have to be prepared to die for Jesus if necessary. And we will go through hard times. But if a God can, if a God can keep this world in orbit and there's a whole cosmos moving in their orbits and in their places and can you imagine a God who's named every billions of stars, every multiplied billions of stars, he's named them all. So he sure knows my name. He knows my name and he knows your name. God, help us to believe God and get a song in our trial. Father, in Jesus' name, we fight against doubt and unbelief and this cast down spirit. Lord, help us to face the days ahead with Holy Ghost courage. And you are a strong tower and we can run into you and be safe. We are safe in Christ. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, give me confidence in the days ahead. And I trust in you. And help me, O oh Lord, to cast my cares upon you. Forgive my sins, Lord. Forgive my unbelief. Come by your Holy Spirit. Lift my spirit. Put joy in my heart. And a song in my heart of praise and glory to your holy name. Now let me pray again for the Father. Sweep over this congregation in the annex, the overflow rooms, into the balcony and the choir loft and the pulpit and this whole house. Sweep over us with the gentle spirit of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just breathe upon us now. As we walk out into the sunlight of this day, let us realize, Lord, that this is not the sun that we're looking for. We thank you for it. But, oh, Lord, we, we go into a city where you are the sun. You are the brightness of the day. And, Lord, you will wipe away every tear and you will strengthen us. Lord, we anticipate your coming. We anticipate the soon return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, from glory. Hallelujah. Will you now just thank him for his faithfulness to you? Lord, I thank you. This is the conclusion of the message. Can I talk to you? I know you got some questions. What's the hardest thing you're going through? Let's talk about it. Talking about mountains, talking about pain. Talking about my life, when will it change? Talking about all things, I can do all things. Talking about nights, I lose my way. And my dreams better than any race. Talking about all things, I said I can do all things. I understand. I know
Just because he's silent doesn't mean that he's still. <laughs> he's not only preparing it for you, he's preparing you for it. Let's go. Think about all things, all the big and the small things. Hallelujah. Because of this, God has told us what to expect. He has not given us the spirit of fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And love casts out fear, believe it or not. And what we got to do is make sure we have the spirit of God living in us, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. We got to make our calling and election sure on these things. Because it will lead and guide us in the right path. It will remind us of things. It will tell us what not to do and what to do. But if you don't have the spirit living on the inside, anything can go on. But we're looking at in one hour, things can change. I can remember going to bed with no money. Uh, Maybe 94 cents in my checking account. And waking up to six thousand dollars, huh? Waking up to six thousand dollars that I could spend any way I chose. Overnight it changed, but he's saying in one hour. And if we got the spirit of God, if we love Him, and we are in Him, He's in us, and we are walking according to His word, not according to what we think or our flesh then guess what? It can change in an hour. We are good. (laughs) We are good because he's going to preserve, he's going to take care of his people. He knows their intent of our hearts, and he knows that our heart is not for evil. It's for righteousness. It's for good. It's for what's holy. It's for him. It's for the people that he sent our way and sent us their way. Because you're going to encounter some people in this life, whether it's ministry or you're going through the airport, you're going through the grocery store, the mall, you know, Walmart, wherever, on the job, you're going to encounter some people. 
We just got to make sure that we are doing with people what he would have us to do. And sometimes we don't have to say anything. We just lift him up. We just begin to praise him. And do you know people can see a praise on you? You never open your mouth, say nothing. They can see it. Sometimes they don't know exactly what it is, and they keep looking at you. What is with her? That is just something different about him. I don't know. Yeah. But we have to lift him up. He's going to do the drawing. But we got to be willing to want to lift him up so bad he can draw. You didn't want to be lost once you found out what was going on. Once you found out you was in the world and of the world and you wanted to come out, you wanted God to draw you, and he did. So we're praying for others, but people can't come to him unless he draws. No matter what we do, if he's not drawing them, they can't come. But we want to prepare ourselves for one hour. When the one hour comes, we want to be ready. That's why we don't have time for foolishness. We don't have time to be following the fashion and the this and the that. We got too much praying to get done. And if we keep our mind on heavenly things, we will be all right. Do you know God will heal us? If we keep our mind on him and take our mind out the world and what we think we are and what we can do, and keep our mind on him who can do it all. Do you know he will heal your body? I'm a living witness. And I thank him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's none like him. But we got to really get to know him. I heard the preacher say uh, people think Bible study is so they can get to know God. Uh-uh. He said, once you obey what you learn in Bible study, that is what gets you to know God. You got to apply that word. You got to hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against him. And you got to seek him with your whole heart. Then you'll get to know God. Because many have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. They honor God with their lips, but their heart be far from it. Because we want to be in control. And whatever we feel we want to do, that's what we want to do. Now we got to stay in the word, in the guidelines of the word of God. If he say love the enemies, how you going to cut the food with your brothers and sisters in Christ? They're not enemies. But you don't like something they said. You don't like something they did. They really didn't mean no harm. You got to lay that down. Send that back to hell and come forth with the spirit of praise upon us. That we can love one another for real. Your biological brothers and sisters, if they did something, you might be hot with them for a minute. Or I know my family. We might be hot with each other for a few minutes, but that's going to pass and we right back, brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I thank God for that. So your brothers and sisters in Christ 
It should be the same way. You know, you don't run me hot. But you know, I love them, so I I don't want to be bothered with them today. But that love gonna draw you on back to them, and y'all gonna start it all over again. You might fall out again. You might not like something they did, but love covers a multitude of sins. So we got to get into all of these things and get it right. We got to forgive people quickly. We got to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Don't let the sun go down on our wrath. We angry. Uh Uh-uh. Especially married folks. Don't, don't, Don't go to bed angry. Wake up another one dead. You can't apologize. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You might be angry, but before night, let's get it right with God. Sometimes we have to pray and ask God for what to say, how to do it, because he knows the very intent of your heart, and he knows you really don't want to go over there and fool with them. But you know you got to, so you pray. Lord, lead and guide me. Tell me what to say. Show me what to do that I can display love to them and they can display love to me. I can forgive them and they can forgive me and we move on in Jesus' name. All of this is preparing for his return. All of this is preparing for the one hour. Yeah, because a lot of things are going to still be going on. He said, you go outside right now in the sunshine and he said, how can one hour come in this right here? Look at this. Oh, it can come. I can be here talking in the morning and God cracked that sky. He come on back because he's only coming back for his. He's only coming back for what belongs to him. Hallelujah. All right, Minister Shonda, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? I'm doing good. Good morning. How are you? I am blessed. I just wanted to um, question number one before I started my um, work day, but uh, I'm just, you know, when the preaching uh, was being played, what came to my heart was, you know, to make your calling and election sure, and then when you said it. Um, so I just wanted to call in because I I know that Christ is the Son of God, but my living lately, it doesn't appear that I'm saved. And I'm calling for all the saints of Jesus in the morning just to pray for me um, because if I'm, I'm not living the way I ought, and I know it's not about my works that saves me. It's about the blood of Christ, but I'm so angry. Um, I've been drinking heavy. I don't have love in my heart. You say, well, she's a minister. I don't even care about that title. I don't care about being in the pulpit. I care about putting Christ first and genuinely loving people. If I never preach again, good. As long, even if it's on the street, I can talk to somebody and tell them genuinely about my faith in Christ. But I need prayer because I have hatred in my heart, anger. I've been drinking alcohol, and I want prayer. But most of all, 
I want my calling and my election to be sure because I want to be with Christ when I die. I don't care what people think of me. The most important thing is my salvation, and that's why I just get naked right now and ask you all to pray for me because I genuinely genuinely believe the name has called every morning that y'all care for one another even though you might may not know one another. So please pray for me <clears throat> as I pray for myself and ask for forgiveness. And I hope the Lord bless y'all and you have a good weekend. In a sense, I need y'all to touch and agree with me from a sincere heart today. I promise you this woman is chosen. She wasn't just called. She was chosen. Yeah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bring Minister Shonda before you this morning. Father, she belonged to you. And you know all about what's going on. You know all about what triggered all of this. And we know the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy. It's you that come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And we bring her before you this morning, asking for deliverance on her behalf. Asking that you would touch her heart and heal today. Let her remember your love, God, and let your love flow through her. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we're asking today that you would fix every situation from her. Lord, I know you're moving our own. I know you're moving our own. And, Father, you promised her $10,000 so that she can move on. And, Lord, I ask that you would bring the promises to pass this day and that, Lord, you would lift her up in the name of Jesus. Deliver today, O oh God. We know you to be a deliverer right now, and she needs you right now. And, Lord, she want to make her calling and election sure with you. She want to go back with you when you come. So, Father, we ask this morning that you would stir up in her the preparation that's needed, that she can go home with you when you come, that she can share the good news of Jesus with others as she goes to and fro. Do it for her today in the name of Jesus. Lord, she stripped down and shared it all. And, God, that means she's sincere. So, Father, move today. Even move through her house. Send a spirit of fixing in there, the anointing in there. And anything that's not of you, that, God, it would fix it and bring it to a place where it should be in you and for you in the name of Jesus. We bind up every evil and hindering and negative spirit that's coming her way today in the name of Jesus that has already come. We bind it up and cast it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we ask that you would rebuke that devourer for her sake. I'll bring her out, God, today in the name of Jesus. We ask it all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you today, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your more than what we need today. And, Lord, we ask, we ask, we ask that you would do it in the name of Jesus. For, Lord, we love her. She's our sister, and we love her today. 
And Lord, we can't do it, but we know you can. And we ask it again, again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Oh, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord. We can't say thank you enough, but we know you're able. We know that you're our God and that you love us. You said, come and let us reason together. Mm. Do our sins be a scarlet? Father, you said you would wash us as white as snow. Do it for all of us today in the name of Jesus. Whatever secret thing we got going on, Father, deliver us all from it today in the name of Jesus. And we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you right now. We thank you, Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank God and uh, we're going to one more song of the morning. And when we come back, the studio will be open. Anyone have something they would like to say, feel free. Feel free to press that number one and come in. And uh, Minister Shonda, when you get time today, give me a call when you're free. I know you got to work in all of that, but whenever you're free and can talk a little bit, just give me a call. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, yeah, we thank him today. We thank him. Hallelujah. Let's go here.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are my hiding place. The name of the Lord is even a place where the righteous can run in and be saved. Hallelujah. And so he's our hiding place. Whenever things come in uh, against us, we run to him, almighty God, Jehovah, because we can hide in him and he will fix situations. Yes, yes. I thank God this morning for faith. And I thank God for others having faith, yeah. And it is already all right today in Jesus' name. He know, he know, he know everything about each of us. And we're grateful unto him that he's there for us. He don't destroy us. He patiently waits for us, yeah. And so we thank him today. And uh, he's able to move mountains out of our way. Sometimes he gives us the strength to climb. And sometimes he just moved that mountain right out of our way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're grateful unto him. And so no one else have anything they would like to say this morning? All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. And uh, we may just move on with uh, Genesis chapter 37 this morning. I'm going to read a little bit of that as well. And uh, we're looking back still at how God brought us from the beginning. He created it. He put things in place and we as men and women, I mean, let's say the men and women back then, even they disobeyed and to separate some things, but nonetheless, he loves us. Look at this God. He loves us. He could have just got rid of Adam and Eve and said, oh, they got a sinful nature. They come from a sinful nature. They are never going to get it right with me. I got to get rid of them. But you know what God knew? He knew that one day Enoch would go straight from the earth to him. Yeah, he knew. That's who it was that baptized that Ethiopian unit. He knew that Philip would go straight from the earth to him. So what did he do? He waited patiently. All them years, look, he waited from Adam and Eve to Enoch. From Enoch all the way to Philip. He's got patience and a love that we imagine. This is why he looked beyond our fault and continued to meet our need because he loved us. Oh, yeah. And we're grateful for his love. Yeah. Sometimes we don't feel it. Sometimes, uh, as Minister Shonda said, sometimes we get angry. And we get angry enough to fight. We get angry enough to walk away. Yeah. Sometimes we get so angry we don't remember we got a God. Yeah. So look at Genesis chapter 37. We want to read a little bit of this and we're going to move on. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with his son, Bilhah, and with the Ziphah, his father's wife, and Joseph brought unto his father 
bear evil report. Look at this. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. That was the baby. And he made him a coat of many colors. I know we remember this. That coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Yeah, they couldn't be nice to Joseph. We see uh, daddy love you more. And look what he's doing for him. Go make him a special coat. Now, we can't stand you. Uh-huh. Verse 6 says, And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. Now, see, uh, tell him. You got to tell him about the dream. But, see, he didn't know that the dream was going to bring him some some discomfort. He didn't know that dream was going to cause him to be, cause him to be sold into slavery. So look, he, he wanted to tell him about the dream. And he had to. Yeah, because God going to bring that dream to reality. Yeah. So look, as somebody says, for behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheep arose. And also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood round about and made audience to my sheep. Now, you know he didn't like that right there. What are you talking about? Your sheep going, my sheep going to bow down and give omnience unto you? Ambience unto you? No, no, it won't. No, it won't. I can't hear that no more. <laughs> In the basic English Bible says we were in the field getting the grain stems together and my grain kept upright and yours came round and went down on the earth before mine. So it bowed down. And his brother said to him, are you to, are you to be our king? You have authority over us. And because of this dream and his words, their hate for him became greater than ever. On it, not, not I like them on the movie Tombstone. Doc Holiday said, "Now nah, I really hate him." Yeah, they really hate him now. Then he said, then he had another dream and gave his brothers an account of it, saying, "I have had another dream to the sun and the moon, and even stars gave honor to me." Now you know he pushing it, Joseph. You're pushing it now. And verse 10 says, and he gave word of it to his father and his brothers. But his father protested and said, what sort of a dream is this? Am I and your mother and your brothers to go down on our faces to the earth before you? Look at Israel talking to him. Where's God, Israel? God is showing the boy something. And you can't even see so they didn't, even the dad, he didn't like that. No, I'm not going to bow to you. you. You telling me me and your mom and your brother, all of us bowing to you, Joseph? Well, believe it or not, he had already bowed to Joseph because he loved him more than the mother sons. And eventually made him a coat of many colors, a special coat. We already bowed to him. But sometimes we can't see we're bowing. Sometimes we can't see we're already 
in there. Yeah, we, we're already overtaken. And we saying, what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. No, no way, Jose. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. And he gave word of it to his father. Look at that. He couldn't have it. 11 says, and his brothers were full of envy. But his father kept his words in mind. Look now. So after all, Israel wasn't no food. Now his brothers went to keep watch over their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers with the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. And he said to him, here am I. Yeah. Because look, they were so full of envy. But his father kept his words in mind. He remembered what Joseph said about the bowing down. Yeah. So 13, 14 says, and he said to him, go now and see if your brothers are well and how the flock is. Then come back and give me word. He sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a man saw him wandering in the country and saw to him and said to him, what are you looking for? And he said, I'm looking for my brothers. Please give me word of their of where they are keeping their flock. And the man said, they have gone away from here. But they said, in my hearing, let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after them and came up with them at Dothan. But they saw him when he was a long way off. And before he came near them, they made a secret design against him to put him to death. Saying to one another, See, here comes this dreamer. <laughs> they did not like that. You done had a dream that you like the king and we bowing down. We don't like that, Joseph. 20 says, let, let us now put him to death and put his body into one of these holes. And we will say an evil beast has put him to death. Then we will see what becomes of his dream. You see that? And then we'll see what become of his dream. I don't care what they did to him. If God, what they do to you, if God be for you, you're more than the whole world against you. I don't care what they try to do. You're going to go through some hard times, some, some big deals. Some things that look like it pierce you through. I've heard things my children said. And it it literally overwhelmed me. And it overwhelmed me to the point I had to stay away from them. Yeah. But because I stayed away in many days, it hurt my feelings that I had to stay away. But in the end, God blessed. He fixed it. But I had to do what was painful. And sometimes we're going to go through some painful things. But we got to remember it's God that will bring us out every time. Over and over again. 21 says, but Reuben, hearing these words, got him out of their hands, saying, let us not take his life. Do not put him to a violent death. Let him be placed in one of the holes. This he said to keep him safe from their hands, with the purpose of taking him back to his father again. Reuben was going to take him home. 
So when Joseph came to his brothers, they took off his long coat, which he had on, that coat of many colors, and they took him and put him in the hole. Now the hole had no water in it. Then seating themselves, they took their meal. They, they went and sat down and ate. And looking up, they saw a traveling band of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead on their way to Egypt with spices and perfumes on their camels. And Judah said to his brother, what profit is there in putting our brother to death and covering up his blood? Let us give him to these Ishmaelites for a price and let us not put violent hands on him. For he is our brother, our flesh. And the brother gave ear to him. Yeah. Judah was the one that you know, came in with Reuben. Now, let's don't kill him. Let's sell him right here. Let's give him to the people. Let's sell him because we don't want that blood on our hands. But Reuben had plans of taking him home to Israel again, the dad. He had plans on taking him. But when Reuben came up with this idea, and plus they were going to get some cash for him, you know, yeah, that's a better idea. And some traders made uh, maddening went by. So pulling Joseph up out of the hole, they gave him to the Ishmaelites for 20 bits of silver, and they took him to Egypt. Now when Reuben came back to the hole, Joseph was not there and giving signs of So Reuben wasn't in on the deal, so I, he did know that they were going to sell Joseph. He went back to his brothers and said, the child is gone. What am I to do? Then they took Joseph's coat and put on it some of the blood from a young goat, which they had put to death. And they took the coat to their father and said, we came across this. It is your son's coat or not. Is it your son's coat or not? Now, my goodness. Is it your son's coat or not? Is this our brother's coat or not? It could have been said a little bit different. And he saw that it was and said, it is my son's coat. An evil beast has put him to death. Without doubt, Joseph has come to a cruel end. Then Joseph, given signs of grief, put on half cloth and went on weeping for his son day after day. And all his sons and all his daughters came to give him comfort. But he would not be comforted, saying, "With me, I will go down to the underworld to my son. So great was his father's sorrow for him. And in Egypt, the men of Midian gave him for a price to Potiphar, a captain of high position in Pharaoh's house. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. We're going to have some enemies. We're going to have some people that don't like us. Okay, Brother Louis, I got you. God bless you. Have a wonderful time. Wonderful time and have a wonderful weekend, too. And tell Sherry, God bless her, and have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, we're going to have some enemies, and we're going to have some people to do things against us and all kind of stuff. And, and although we might retaliate back sometimes, God knows the very intent of our heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him. 
Ah, uh, yeah. So listen, I see you, Pastor David. I'm coming at you right now. If you're ready, good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Good morning. Hello? Yes, yes. We hear you. We hear you. I'm I giving oh. the floor to you. Oh, good morning. I, yeah. I, I pressed the button before you started reading. I, and I, I just wanted to and I let Minister Sandra know that um, we're standing. I, I, and I know you prayed for her and everything, but I, I don't want her to think that we're here and we're out here judging. Because as ministers of the word, you're always going to be attacked. Yeah. You, the, the minute you commit to, to presenting God's word to the masses, you, you become a target for attack. And the, the enemy knows your weaknesses. And those are the weaknesses that he's going to go after. You know, the, the Bible says he worries about, you know, looking to kill and to destroy. You know, and, and ministers of the word are, are the greatest targets because you are the greatest threat to his kingdom here on earth. So don't, don't, and I just wanted her to know that, you know, we're supporting her, we're praying for her, and, you know, she's going to get through this. And, you know, I, I, I just felt led to say something to her this morning that she is being supported and, you know, not being judged for that. Because we all go through something, whether we will admit it or not, we all go through something at some point in our lives. Some of us are just too prideful to say or afraid of how people are going to look at us to say what's going on with us. But we all go through something. You know, if, if you listen to, uh, and, I, and I was thinking about this, this all the, the, the Bible scriptures that we've read in Genesis, it's important who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the higher you go, the smaller your circle is going to become. But surround yourself with people of value. And that can pray pray you through, strengthen you, and, and, and keep you uplifted. You know, I, I tell my wife every day, you know, uh, I, I thank God for her because she isn't afraid to tell me, don't, don't do this, don't do that. This is the way, or she just minister a word to me when I get in a place where, you know, I, I start having doubts or I start Enough trying to figure things out for my, for myself. She'll tell me don't, and you need people like that around you. You know, so uh, you know, there's a prophetess Coretta, uh, Minister Sylvia. You know, we're a close group. That that and that's the close group that I keep around me. That you know, they they'll call me out on my stuff. And you too, Miss <laughs> Barbara. You know, you. Not afraid to call us on stuff. So, you know, Minister Shonda, I hope I'm saying your name right. Just stay, stay, stay engaged and stay prayed up and, and, and stay focused. 
Don't 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 let what's going on distract you from what God has called you to do. That's that's all I have to say this morning. May you be blessed. Amen. I thank you so much, Pastor David, for coming and saying that this morning. I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Because there is no judgment. No, 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 no. Before I can judge you, I have to look at me. Yeah. And the first one without sin cast the first stone. She said, thank you, uh, Pastor David. Yeah. The yeah first that was one, so welcome, and I'll be praying for you. Yes. Yeah. And see, y'all already said that's what she'll do. Yeah. And she said, wait a minute, let me go get this. This is what Sion said. Hold on one minute. Well, yes, Sion. She said, tell tell her she has already did the biggest step, and that was acknowledging. We got her. Yeah. You love, you love, we love you. I promise we do. And we ain't got no condemnation. We don't have no judgment, none of that. But we got love. Yeah. And every time you press that number one and come in and say something concerning God, nobody's going to remember when. Because once God forgives, we forgive. Because if we don't forgive, he can't forgive us. And the judgment that you're holding against her, you're holding it against yourself. Because again, the first one without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. I, I, I done said some things to... Uh, that girl, Shantae, I shouldn't have said because she made me so mad so quick. And then I had to go back and repent. But I repented, and I meant it. When I repented, I was godly sorry. But I wasn't beginning that, uh, girl. Don't, don't come with no more foolishness. So we cannot judge nobody. God is the great judge. And we put her in his care. And we keep her lifted up, asking God to continue to bless her. And whatever is disturbing her, remove it in Jesus' name. Bring her out, Lord, put her in a special place. Because she, 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 she got an anointing. She got a special calling well, upon her life because she was chosen. Ain't nobody tell me nothing. I know. I can see good. <laughs> I may not say nothing, but it don't mean I can't see. It just means I didn't say nothing. Hallelujah. Great anointing. Humble. Yeah, she, she's got a humble spirit when it comes to the Lord. But the enemy knows some things, so he try to push triggers and, yeah. But we praying against it. We binding it up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else have something they would like to say? Or maybe you want to show some love to Minister Shonda this morning and tell her you love her or whatever. Feel free to press that number one. Yeah. We the group that love who we have, who God sent our way. We're family in God right here, Jesus in the morning. Yeah. And whatever we can do for one another is what we do. We keep her lifted up. Yeah. Hallelujah. I was hoping people would come in and say, well, I love you, Minister Shonda. That's all you got to say. You ain't got to get deep on it like me and Pastor David or none of that. Just say you love her and keep it moving. Yeah. Now, if you don't say that, then maybe you don't. Now, some of y'all are in a place where you can't because you're at work, and I understand. But if you're free where you can press that number one and come in and say you're 
and mean it, do it. Yeah. I'm going to one more song of the morning. We we got some time. We got some time. And uh, I want to go back to this one this morning. I love this one. Look, he's a song.
Hallelujah. We thank him. We thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank him this morning because things could have been so worse for us, so much worse. Oh, but look at it. He yet blessed us. And one thing about him, he won't put no more on us than we can bear. And so we're grateful to him. All right, area code 267, first three numbers, 586. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I am blessed. Can't complain. Good. Um, hello, everyone. You know, um, Ms. Barbara, um, you know, we, let me see, with, with sisters and brothers, most of the time the big sisters or the big brothers, you know, kind of lead the, 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 the little ones. And I just want to, I want to say thank you to Minister Shonda, um, who is a big sister, because, um, you know, we go through things, whether we go through things physically, mentally, we go through things. And sometimes we feel like there's nobody to reach out to. Sometimes it seems like nobody can help us. But that's when we find our strength in the Lord. And it's not easy. But I just wanted to tell her thank you for that. I want to tell you thank you, Miss Barbara, because every day, like, sometimes when I, um, when I call on the line and, you know, there's no service that day, I'm like, oh, man, you know, but you can, you're continuous. Um you're dedicated, and and I don't know where this is coming from, but that that's how a husband and a wife should be, continuously dedicated, no matter what. Um, the other one day last week we had rain. We had rain so hard and rough about between 11:30 a.m. and 12 p.m. It just got so dark that. I, I really forgot where I was. I forgot what time I was in. I just forgot. But that made me think about the message this morning, which talked about within the hour. So that's just how easily it can happen. Things have have gone on that have happened so fast, it's been you around. Um, and I, I'm at the place where I, I only have God because we are all people. We're not superheroes as much as we want to be, especially for one another, but we're not that superhero that God is, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying it because he can do everything. It seems like a superhero can do everything, but I thank him. I thank you. And um, all of you all who are listening, I know I have not, um, you know, said good morning or anything to you all in a long time. But, you know, sometimes we go through stuff and sometimes we just back off. And um, But it, it's nothing personal, and I apologize for it, but today I am standing, and I want you all to have a great weekend. I was afraid for a long time. There's no need to be afraid because with the hour, it can happen, you know. And that's all I want to say. Thank you. <laughs> well, good morning again, and God bless you, Sister Simora. We thank God for you. Thank God for you calling and saying something to, um, I mean, Minister Shonda, because I know that's the way a lot of people may feel. Well, I'm her big sister. She's number one. I got her. 
get down. I'm I'm a younger sister, younger brother, older brother, but I got her. You know, I'm praying for her. If I don't say anything, it does not
Uh-huh, sure do. And so we thank him this morning, that he's for us and we're for him. Can't thank him enough. And it's already all right. Yeah, I feel like coffee. It's, it's really been a second from coffee. Thinking back on it, I have gone in the kitchen to make it and ran back to the uh, computer. I didn't make the coffee, but today I think I have a cup. See what it does for me. And I don't drink it because I can't really have sugar and cream. I have to drink it black. And I don't like black coffee. So they told me yesterday to start by putting a teaspoon. If you take two sugars, put a teaspoon and a half. And just work with that. And then, you know, withdraw back to a spoon. And withdraw back to a half spoon. And, you know, got your cream. I love McDonald's coffee. But I just can't see myself drinking it. Yes, I can. Without cream and sugar. I have done it. Yeah, to lose weight. Yeah, I have done it, so I can't complain. But y'all pray for me. Pray for me in the weight loss situation. And uh, no more baking pounds and things. I want to try to get away from that. But uh, like when I try somebody come up with something, that I need to bake them a pound cake and I get it done. Then I want to taste it. And, and the enemy told me, oh, make a sample. Now, I ain't about to make no sample. Because I make a sample, I'm going to eat it. And I already know the cake is good because I, I, I stuck to the instructions I've been following for years. So, everybody, I, I don't need to make no sample. <laughs> He's slick. Yeah, make a sample and I'm going to eat the whole thing. <laughs> and then make the pound cake. No, no, no. Yeah. So, we thank God this morning that He's on our side and. Warning comes before destruction, and he told me, yeah, don't make no sample. See, that was a warning. I'm going to make that sample. I'm going to eat it. See, uh-uh. Yeah. So anyone else, we got just a few minutes if you want to come in and say something. Have just a few minutes. All right. If not, I will pray us out. We pray the Lord bring us back Monday for Genesis 38. And, uh. We got to read a little bit of Genesis. Well, we read Genesis 37 and seen what's going on with Joseph, and now it's going to roll on over. I told you it's like a soap opera. Yeah, if we pay attention, you'll get to see. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you this day for all that you said and done. Father, we thank you that you hear our petition. We come boldly before the throne of grace, before you, God, to tell you what we need and what we want. And Father, you love us this morning. And you're the lover of our souls. And there's nothing too hard for you to do. And Father, you want us to be happy. Yeah, you want us to be joyful. So as we go this morning, Father, we ask that you would bless our going out, bless our coming in. That they meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory. By your son, Christ Jesus. And Father, we need to become more spiritual. We need to walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. Father, we need to prepare for your return. Supply these needs to us. In the name of Jesus, supply more faith, more thoughts of you, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we know that you are our shepherd and we shall not want. Supply this morning. Give us the wants, oh God, 
the desires of our hearts. You know the very intent today. Do it for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we ask. And this weekend, Lord, let us share the good news of your son, Jesus, everywhere we go. Let us be cheerless at it, that we love and to give your word to others. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. Bring us back safe on Monday morning. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you glory. We give you the honor and all the praise. Again, we ask in it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves that you're forgiven. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this weekend, starting June the 23rd, 2023, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going our last song of the morning, and after this song, I won't be coming back. Have a blessed
shine just like. 